Good morning, fellow road warriors, mother and father rogues, and long distance or local non custodial parents. This is your handy dandy Chris Miller, mother rogue, non custodial mother, and long distance mom as well, driving down the Massachusetts 495, creeping towards eventually New Jersey, stuck in traffic lot of my life lately, every time I make this drive. Hmm. So, first of all, give yourselves another a big, huge pat on the back for getting through another week without your kid. Another day, another moment, whatever it is, give yourself a pat on the back. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're trying to find ways and actively working to stay connected to your child while you're not in their physical presence. Give yourself a round of applause. Kids will always remember, I know because I was one, although I had two custodial parents, happily married, kids will always remember the times you were there, not the stuff you bought them. So, if you're there, if you're active, if you're involved, Give yourself credit. I said something to my baby sister today via text. I said to her, she's um, about to become a new mom herself. And I said, you always believed I was a great mom. I didn't. I believed that. I was because of you. And then I realized that, and that is true, it was my baby sister who, without saying a word, just quietly let me know that she noticed all those trips and all the stuff I've done uh, to be connected to my son and the fights I've had to have to do that. She noticed. It's very easy to think of yourself as completely useless or ineffectual or just the fun parent because you're so far away or because you don't actually live with your child, even if you live the next town over. And I can tell you, that is absolutely not true. You are, by virtue of staying connected with your child, you are a good theory. Um, I know someone, daughter lives two towns over, maybe three. He's right in town. Doesn't pay child support. Does not show up for his kid. And you know what? If you can do that from whatever distance it is you're traveling, you are 100% better. You are effective. So don't let yourself feel down. Don't get upset. Don't think you're not a parent because your kid doesn't live with you or because your kid lives 200 and something odd miles away and your your ex-partner makes all the decisions and does the day-to-day. First of all, you, as the non-residential, long-distance parent, have the ability to see things. You're in the thick of it. Residential parent does not. Um, And next, you are capable of doing a lot of amazing things for your kid. Now, you can talk about um, sending postcards every week, and I did do that. I was eight when or my son was eight when we moved to Massachusetts. 
Um, the first couple of years until he outgrew them, I sent postcards every week with pictures and funny notes and occasionally gift cards and whatnot. Um, at one point, about I'd been living up here about two and a half, three years, my ex-husband said, you don't have to do that. He only really looks at them to make sure there's no gift card, and then he moves on. At which point, I slowed it down to holidays, and I made everything a holiday. St. Patty's Day, there's a card for that. Valentine's Day, there's a card for that. Easter, there's a card for that. Um, and then I slowed it down a little further to just, like, the major ones. Easter, uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, although I'm always around for Christmas, um, and his birthday, which I'm almost always around for. So, uh, you can, if your son is or daughter is so inclined, you can play a, an MMO, a massively multiplayer online game with them. Um, I spent some couple of months roaming around uh, the Lego MMO with my son, and that was cool. He had an avatar, I had an avatar. Um, and then, of course, there's always my favorite video chat. Uh, on Android, that's uh, Skype or Google. Um, on Apple, that's your good old-fashioned uh, FaceTime. The first couple of years, I was a long-distance parent. I didn't have FaceTime. It sucked. Um, after that, it got a whole lot easier. Um, and it actually got easier on my ex-husband, too, because he could just hand the phone over to my son, and my son would chatter away with me. And then... Um, there came a point where my son was old enough to have his own smartphone, and my ex-husband said, your mother's calling, answer it. Uh, always keep your child on the same Apple ID or whatever it is you have so you can monitor who is actually chatting with them and texting them. Uh, but, hey, it's your mother. Here, answer your Skype. Hand the phone off and walk away. Um and I think my ex appreciates that. I know that I do a certain amount of that when my son is with me. I adore my ex-husband. I don't want to talk to him all the time. Um, so while you're away, there are those things you can do. Um, and talking to your child, asking them how their day was, um, memorizing the small details. Did you work today? Uh, what's the T-shirt? You know, what are you wearing? What's the outfit? Um, knowing who their school teacher is and saying, hey, look, what did Mrs. H say? Um, these are all things that, that show that you're there. Um, I am, if it is very possible, and it is because I've proven it, I'm a helicopter parent from 210 miles away, and I've been that way for nine years, um, reach out to your school, your kids' providers, whoever they are, the people in your son's or daughter's life. Hi, I'm so-and-so. This is my son or my daughter. My, ex my ex-spouse and I have, or my, part my ex-partner and I have joint legal custody. I am happy to provide you with documentation of that. We share residential custody. Please make sure I am invited to everything. Please keep me in the loop. I just want to make sure you know who I am. Um, and they will 
schools will do that. They will be more than happy to keep you in the loop, to answer your questions, to respond to your emails. Um, I'm a special needs mom, or I am the mother of an autistic individual. Uh, excuse me. So I really do and really have always made it a point to follow up. And I phone into every IEP meeting because those are usually, you know, in the middle of the week and not at a, on a day I can ever take off. Um, so these are things you can do. Have a friend or a parent attend that band concert and take pictures and send them to you. Um, I send my parents to my son's events, the ones I can't get to, like the Christmas show or the holiday show that's always on a Tuesday and, uh, you know, on a, in, in the middle of the morning. Um, my ex-husband is fairly well-trained these days. He does call me, does let me listen in. Um, well, okay, you can't train a partner. You can't train a husband. You can't train a wife. You can't train a boyfriend. You can't train a girlfriend. But uh, my ex-husband is pretty good about that. So um, I have pictures, and I show them to my son of all of the things that he has done that I have not been physically present for. And he, he gets a kick out of it. He sees them, and he's like, oh, you were there. Yes, because I am always there. I'm mom. Um, so... That's another thing you can do. Um, choose the day that you're going to take off. Uh, I used to take off for back-to-school night because I wanted the school to know that I was a real person, I was really there, and I I was aware that they might need things and they needed to be aware, of, they needed to have a face to associate with the name, with the voice and the uh, name of the person that was calling. When I'm in town on a school day, I make it a point to let my son's teachers know in advance, and I stop in. Um, I set up an appointment. I wave hello. Hi. I'm not in town very often. Just wanted to let you know I am here. Um, and beyond that, I'm very choosy of my days off and uh, the events I do go to. My general rule, and I'm not advocating you do this, but it's a suggestion, Uh got to get rid of that up. I back up the t I go to events that back up to a weekend, um, either in the front of it or at the back of it, so that, oh, if there's an art show on Thursday, I take I can take Thursday and Friday off and spend the entire weekend, you know, Saturday and Sunday as well with my son. Um, my 50th birthday, I took the Monday and Tuesday off um, so that I could celebrate my 50th birthday with my son because he asked me, he's like, why are you down here? I said, because I'm turning 50, I'm only going to do that once and I want to be with the best important part of my life. Who's that? You. Well, yeah. Uh, the very fact that my son knew when I say, how is the best and most important part of my life? And he's like, I'm fine. Tells you something. I don't know if I'm a good parent. I don't know, some days I just think I could be doing more. And I think that all of the things I don't do make me a bad parent. They they outweigh the good things I attempt to do. Um, I don't know 
I don't know what kind of parent I am. I'm a human parent. I guess that's the, the very best answer. But I do like the fact that my son knows that I am, that he is and will respond when I ask, how is the best and most important part of my life? I like to believe that he understands that I'm not just saying that, that that is actually true and that I would move whatever mountains were within my capacity to move and I would find the ability to move ones that weren't to take care of them. Which is, by the way, the other reason that right now you need to stop and give yourself a huge pat on the back. Because not only are you involved in your kid's life, but for whatever reason, be it you didn't want to put your son through an ex- or daughter through an expensive custody battle, um, you needed to pay child support, you were living too close to your ex-husband, it was creating a bad situation for your son, um, you needed a career that was fulfilling, so you moved away from your wife, from your ex-wife. You're, you know, you're, you're partnering, you and your partner did not get along. You were fighting constantly. Um, your son was autistic, that, that's mine, and needed the house he grew up in. Whatever the reason was, you put your kid first by allowing somebody else, by not putting up that huge fight, and by allowing somebody else to have custody, residential, um, Every time I like to think that every time I do not go to a lawyer and have a court order sent to my ex-husband, which is, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of that, um, because my ex and I just get along. We don't have any tolerance for that from either one of each, from each other, and our goal is to make it work for our kid. Um, but that's a victory if you can pull that off. Sometimes you can't, you know. So you are a good parent because you chose the best option for your child, even though you hate it every day. And by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're trying to figure out how to be a non-custodial or a non-residential, long-distance, what-have-you parent, then, yeah, you are, you do care enough about your kid, and you are doing the absolute best for them, and it does, absolutely. I'll say it again. Say it with me. Suck. Um, so there you have it. There are a lot of ways you can stay connected with your kid. I outlined a few uh, for when you're closing them, when you're miles away. And I applaud you. You're here. You're listening. You're looking for ways. You're connecting with your child. You are doing your damnedest, pardon my French, to never let that kid no matter what the differences are, no matter what the issues are, to never let that kid stop believing, stop knowing that you are his parent or her parent and you love that child. Folks, please remember when you're like me and feeling like you're not a good parent, um, that there are residential parents who are further away from their kids than you are. Uh, emotionally and mentally. You're not one of them. And that is it for the mother rogue. 
traveling down the New Jersey Turnpike, or nope, sorry, still in Massachusetts. Signing off. Have a good day, folks. I'll see you on the back end, or if I get stuck in traffic in Connecticut in two hours.